0: hey everyone welcome to this lesbian ship is intense i'm katie and i'm v and we're here back again to talk to you about some drug we're very excited about it we're glad that so many of you gave us so much support about it because we're having fun talking about the season of drug it's been cool
1: Yes, um, I especially want to say thank you not only for the support to us, um, but to everyone who like, okay, I just really love doing the directory rewatch parties because when I'm not ready to move on, um, clearly I have nothing. <laughs> like I have nothing else to move on to. <laughs> so. I have nothing in my life. And <laughs> I really need this. I know every Saturday is a blast because I do the direct rewatch party. I tweet about it and then I go to my friends for our sun our Saturday dinner and then on Sunday I'm depressed because I got nothing going on. It's awful. <laughs> but I just appreciate the fans who are committed to um you know the rewatch party and getting the episodes and the clips up to like 100k because we really want to secure that season seven. And people rating and reviewing on IMDb and all of that shit. Please keep doing it. Yeah, I was talking
0: to my sister about it because this is obviously my first, like, array into scam or drug. And she was like, yeah, the drug people are passionate people. And they're going to (laughs) make this happen. So we're just going to will this season 7 into existence. And why... we're manifesting it and while you're doing that and giving Druck all the love, you should also give us all of the love on iTunes and rate our episodes and give us reviews because like the more ratings and reviews you get, the more like visible our podcast is and it really helps us and downloading our episodes on iTunes or Spotify or whatever also really helps us. So please, please do that. We would really appreciate it so much.
1: Yes, I would really, really appreciate it. Um, You talking about this just reminded me of like my fucking breakdown this past weekend over Paulina and Sarah kissing us. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, I died. Oh, good God. Um, Yeah. So that was fun.
0: Yeah, it's been great to see all the engagement. Oh my God, I have to give a shout out to the person that sent me Ava and Fatu fan art that I asked for because I love my little best friend babies and that made my day. So thank you for sending that to us. Like really, the things that we say we want you to send us, we genuinely enjoy receiving. So that like made my day when someone sent us that.
1: Uh yeah, like these are not rhetorical questions like that we're speaking into like the void. Like these is like legitimately talk to us. <laughs> All right. So, episode 3. Katie you said this is your favorite? Yes, this is
0: one of like my favorite episodes of the show. I really love it. I really had some feelings towards the end of the episode about their overall arc. After I watched it the second time for the podcast, so I'm very excited to talk about it.
1: Okay, uh, yeah, I really I'm trying to remember because uh, I took the notes last week. I don't know. Obviously, like the last clip is one of my favorites. <laughs> I I think that I like the entire episode overall. Um, so we start out on Saturday at twelve thirty eight, and uh, Fatu is in her bedroom, and she. Starts researching how to tell if a girl is flirting with you. Valid? <laughs> can she? Can she tell me? I'm so horrible at that. So
0: I relate, and I'm an adult. So you know she's doing better than I am. If you put it in context,
1: I just feel like that's just such a relatable feeling for queer women, where it's just like is she being friendly or is she into me? And I feel especially for Fatu because I think that this is very much, I think this is very much influenced by her friends giving thing where she's like, Mm -hmm. I, you know, I felt something like I thought it was there, blah, blah, blah. Now I look like a dumbass. And now she's just like, I'm not going to do anything stupid until I know that she's into me. And so she's like having to research this. um, And I just think it's precious.
0: Yeah, we, we've all been there, and I really appreciate the fact that Dykes for Life is giving her all the answers she needs.
1: <laughs> is that the name of the website? Because I did not pay attention yes. to the website.
0: Dykes for <laughs> Life. I We had fucking After Ellen, and she has Dykes for Life. And, Aww. you know, it's it's what we have. Uh, we do not support After Ellen anymore. It's yeah, yeah, trash. yeah. No, that's done. <laughs> Ava texting her, and... um. Was like asking how the night went before, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> because she was asleep, so she's like, What happened? And uh, Vatsu's like, Oh, she was asking me about girls, and then Ava's just like, Oh lord, like, <laughs> we're not done with this, like, come on! <laughs> like, oh god, just, it just cracked me up because uh, it's like, it's, it's such a, a friend moment where it's like, mm-hmm. Here we go,
1: so then her brother is like in her bedroom rummaging through her shit and they're just kind of like having some back and forth banter and then he sees the blue letter and he's just like what the hell is this and Fati's like what the fuck are you doing going through my shit dude um and he like starts lecturing her about it and I think my favorite part in this like lecture is where he like tells her that she needs to get serious and she needs to stop fiddling around and her reaction is just like it's just a boomer term. <laughs>
0: my my favorite thing was when she's like, I was about to start studying, and then he's like, with your foot bath and your turtle, like you're about to start and that's like literally me i'll tell myself over and over again like oh you're about to do this and like meanwhile i've got like a face mask on i've got like my nails like
1: drying
0: you know what i mean like yeah i have no fucking plans to start it's my brain <laughs> telling
1: me i do uh see i don't actually believe that i'm about to start things i just tell people that i'm going to so they'll leave me alone but i fully know that i have no intention <laughs> All right, so Eli says that they need to do a math boot camp, and then we're on to... Which, like, over your break,
0: fuck that. Like, (laughs) how horrible does that sound? With your
1: brother? No. I can't imagine any of this. Um, But, you know, she's going to do it, and so it's Sunday, eleven fifty-seven. And she is trying to do her work. And she's wearing her adorable little rainbow socks. Um, And you did not see this on the social media bit. But one of the Insta stories uh, shows us that those were a gift, I think, from her parents. Mm -hmm. How sweet. I think one of the writers uh, talked in an article about how like, you know, they do little things like that where it's just like, what would parents of a gay kid get at them? Like, here are some rainbow socks, you know? And like Fati's like wearing them. And she's trying to work, but she gets distracted by her phone. And like Ava's just sent her, like a shit ton of text messages about <laughs> music. <laughs> Essay
0: of text and I'm like judging her, but like V and I do the same shit to each other. Like I literally did that to V. Be- yesterday so you know who am i to judge the situation
1: i like had a break in my day and i look at my phone i have like all these messages from katie i was like what the fuck happened to her
0: (laughs) and i was like you need to be in the same like
1: level of
0: consciousness that i am at this moment so here it is
1: (laughs) yeah yeah i appreciated it um i don't know that (laughs) i don't know that fatu appreciates it right now i think it's a little overwhelming and so uh, she moves on over to Tinder, which is maybe overwhelming, but in, like, a better, different way. Okay, can
0: we talk about what Kumi's picture is on Tinder?
1: Oh, I was like, well, shit, what's her picture? I, like, need to, like, look at it again. She's got a lot of pictures. Is it the one where she's in red? I don't remember now. Because <laughs> I did take a picture of it and put it in my notes. <laughs> oh, my God, I don't I, understand how you don't have this, like, memorized.
0: I have a... A a note that says it's a great picture of her. Okay, that's that's, that's
1: enough. I can I can be fine. So kimi has got a great has <laughs> got a great photo. Um, and I like I love the little thing that Fatu does with her like her hand where she's like like ah, do, what do I do? Do I swipe? Yes, do I swipe? No. Okay. This is with where uh, Sierra
0: is that how you say her
1: name? Yeah, I think so, Sierra.
0: Sierra just like I was like sold on the season completely was in this episode because. She is so expressive that mm-hmm. she makes, like, a good portion of this episode is her reacting only
1: mm-hmm. to
0: text messages. And, it like, it just only succeeds because of her, in my opinion. And so, like, even when she first sees the picture of Kimi on Tinder and she, like, kind of panics a little bit before she swipes. Yeah. she's like, what do, do? what do I do? What do I do? And then, like, she gets the match. like. Even that is so important in like understanding Fatu's mindset. You know what I
1: mean? Oh, absolutely. You know, like those messages weren't coming in live, so she's reacting to a phone. Like, what the fuck? Her acting is so good. So, I wonder if she had like a like an earpiece in or something where they would be her. like telling her what to react to. You know what Ooh, I mean? That would be smart. That would be good. Yes, because girl does a great job um so yeah so she's a little hesitant as to like what she should do when she sees kumi's photo but she fucking goes for it she swipes right and there is a match and kumi takes no fucking time like was she just staring at her phone waiting for the match (laughs) because she immediately messages her i think that she
0: was probably just on tinder a lot like partially because of fatu like wanting to see if she's gonna get a match there but also just like trying to distract herself through that like she seems Mm -hmm. to be at this weird in-between place and like i have so many curiosities about what her mindset is in Mm -hmm. a few of these episodes but like generally speaking i'm getting the vibe that she's wanting like A real relationship and a real connection with somebody. Mm -hmm. But she's also not sure how to achieve that and what that looks like. You know what I mean?
1: I mean, like when she told Zoe, like, she doesn't want a cool girl. Like, I think that she doesn't want someone like that. I think she wants someone who feels very authentic and real and wants a real relationship. She doesn't want superficial, but she's not familiar with what
0: not superficial looks like I think that's the crux of her problem in this like developing relationship
1: uh yeah doesn't know what it is doesn't know how to interact with it and she herself I don't think knows how to be that you know 100% of the time
0: and this is why I kind of want an insta click is that her cumis click like they seem like at least Kimi and Ishmael the only two I care about seem to want to move beyond the superficial like that seems Mm -hmm. like the crux of both of their journeys so i really want like behind the scenes of like what's going on there you know what i mean
1: yeah, I was thinking like I need an insta season because like I need to know why Kumi and Ismail have um progressed from season five into season six, but constant I was gonna say but constant pain. Uh, and you're probably unfamiliar with that. So Constantine on Twitter, everyone calls him everything but Constantine. So it's like constant pain destruction. <laughs> okay. So yeah, so Constantine. Um yeah, I'm just I like I need an insta season so I can get like I can understand more.
0: So I think it's so interesting that QMe like has this like jokey flirty response where it's like, I thought you hated dating apps. And it's like such a good thing to come Mm -hmm. in and start that conversation with.
1: Oh my god, I love everything about this conversation. So I love that she start. I love that she immediately responds and it's a joke. And then Fachu, like, you know, goes with it. And then I think Kumi may have gotten like a little bit nervous because she just sends like a smiley face, but Fachu just continues that conversation. And we see her like hyping herself up, like trying to like <laughs> think about
0: what to say. And and she becomes like wholly consumed by this, which is like so well executed like they make this whole thing so interesting because of Mm -hmm. of Sira's physicality and the music changes to like show the progression and the conversation and the dynamic building like I thought it was very impressive how you see this, like, develop. You know
1: what I mean? Yeah, because you get not only their text messages, like, the progression of their conversation, but you get, you know, uh, Fatu like, just, like, slapping her cheeks in excitement, screaming into her pillow. Like, she's got to, like, keep moving positions. Then, like, she's, like, smiling and giggling. She falls off of her, like, yoga ball. Like, there's just so much that's happening. We're
0: getting to see, like, the physical embodiment of, like, what a crush looks like. You know what I mean? And... It's a it's a feeling that, you know, so many people have had that like transcends and so to see her act it out mm-hmm. was something that I think you connect instantly to this relationship and, and fought to herself. You
1: know what I mean? Did you catch that when um when kumi tells fatu that um like scaring people wouldn't work because like having an axolotl face would be too cute did you catch that uh fatu took a screenshot of that uh interaction yeah yes (laughs) oh my god so precious so
0: cute they're just like really vibing with each other Mm -hmm. you know what i mean kumi says uh, uh they would make a good pairing
1: yeah, yeah, like,
0: and you see how charmed Fatu is by her. It's <laughs> so fucking cute.
1: Yes, I love everything. And then, like, this conversation like continues. So, so this was um, Sunday at eleven fifty seven, and then it continues into Monday at eleven a.m. So it's twelve, right? Twelve hours, right? That's how time works. <laughs> it's been through the night into the next morning. That they're
0: still talking. Oh, my God. And then this song that plays Green Eyes by Arlo Parks. Listen, I've been obsessed with this song before I started watching Druck. And so to have it play over my gay ship like this, I was like, this is fate. Like, the the planets have a line for me right now. And then... I felt cool because I never pay attention to music. And I'm like, I know a song that's in like this cool show Druck. You know what I mean? (laughs) I felt impressive for a moment.
1: Yeah, I would be really impressed. I didn't know that song. So um, (laughs) other cute things that happen uh, now that we're on Monday, uh, at least like I paid attention to this is like um, Fatu calls her like the fine lady needs like a nice like house crib whatever the hell um and i just like i thought that was really cute too like i just thought that was flirty you know calling her a fine lady what i found to be super cute was like
0: she's so focused on her phone like she's eating and texting (laughs) at the same time and she's like just like reaching over to the space (laughs) trying to find the food and I was like, "That is so true." Like when you're really vibing with someone, like mm-hmm. you are in your own world. It is you and the phone, and then everything else is just background noise. You know <laughs> what I mean? And yeah. they really captured that throughout it. And then her fucking brother has to ruin the mood to like bring up her sucking at math. And I was like, "You can't oh do God. that another time." I know. Sorry. Sadly, everything is wrong. <laughs> like, just like covered in red. I was like, "How?" mortifying oh, oh god i feel so bad for her like generally speaking i feel bad for her but mm-hmm. also like what a buzzkill when you're like on this high <laughs> yeah talking to your crush and then you're like get reminded by your real world problems like fuck that
1: I wonder if him, like, bringing her back to the real world is, like, what prompts her. I mean, like, I don't know that it really did. But, like, anyways, the point is that her next message to Kumi is, like, Hey, gonna go play some table tennis on Wednesday with the girls want to come with? And, like, you just see her just, like, freaking out. Like, you know, like, should she have done it? Should she have not? And she's just, like, waiting for a response that never comes.
0: The lyrics that were playing, it was, like, at the end... It says, like, trust how you feel inside, and then that is the moment she takes this risk and invites Kumi out with the girls. When Cumi doesn't respond, the music just cuts out completely, so, you like, you feel the visceral change in that moment, and it was, like, very well executed.
1: Yeah, I love what they do with the music, and oh my God, I'm so grateful that you always pay attention to this shit and, like, write it down because I'm always too lazy to write, like, good enough notes about that shit. But it's really important to how um, how a scene comes across. Yeah.
0: And honestly, it's, it's one of the reasons I fell in love with this ship is because I always connect songs to, like, ships that I really like. And to have this, like relationship between two women be front and center and get all of these love songs played over their scenes
1: you know it it
0: feels very special to me because so for so much of the relationships we get relegated on screen they're like side Mm -hmm. relationships And so they either are sharing the music with other ships or they're being intercut with other scenes. So songs aren't necessarily, like, related to their Mm storyline. And so I've, like, really enjoyed the, like, romantic aspect of the music in this show.
1: Yeah. (sighs) Just another thing to love. Just another. Not that there's
0: many. It's a very small list. Small. (laughs) Very small. We really
1: know how to keep it brief. (laughs) Um, So then we go to Wednesday, 8 p.m. How old are they? Are they just getting beers at a bar? Like... Yeah, I... What's the drinking age in Germany? Isn't it at least 18? I mean, like, that would be my guess, but like... I guess
0: they're supposed to have fake IDs. I mean, but...
1: Legal drinking age is 16 in Germany. (laughs)
0: oh my god germany's just living of course the beer capital of the world so i guess that makes sense
1: the legal drinking age in germany is 16 though kids must wait until they're 18 to drink spirits <laughs> oh beer right they yeah can yeah drink yeah beer. okay okay what's the difference you can get fucked up on beer or spirits like what's why the distinction
0: uh liquors seem to be like harder
1: oh. than beer. Well, you know what I was gonna say? I mean, but like also just like sheer like like volume, you know, like the equivalent amount of liquid would fuck you up more than liquor. So okay, I get it. Right, right.
0: Like you could just take a shot and get fucked up on liquor.
1: Yeah. So they're playing table table tennis. Um, and like Fatu just keeps refreshing her phone, waiting for Kumi to respond. Oh, <sighs> and then okay. I don't know about this, and I don't know if this was something in social media, but do you you pay attention where they mentioned, like, a teacher was being sued? I noticed that. I had no idea what they were talking about. Like, I feel as if, though, I saw some things on social media about this teacher that potentially connects to QMe, but I don't know why people think that. Um, Interesting. That's Someone clarify this shit for me, please. (laughs) I wondered, but I was also like, I don't know, you gossip about teachers when you're
0: teenagers. So, like, I wasn't trying to think too hard about it. Also, this looks like there's been a gap of when they've seen each other since Christmas. So they're, like, playing catch up with Mm -hmm. what's been going on in their lives. And I just really enjoy these little scenes where they're, Just being, like, cute and having fun together as friends. It's so, like, authentic and it's great world building and relationship building without having to do a lot of groundwork. And I like that these happen, like, frequently throughout the show.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, And so then what, like, (laughs) Mylene's response to this teacher being sued (laughs) and him still getting to be a teacher is just like... She's so weird!
0: She's so weird, like some things that she brings up I'm just like why <laughs> like what is I she's a mystery I don't
1: get her <laughs> I don't I don't know but well you know what I don't know I was like I can think of some pretty dark shit too um uh, so anyways she's like let's let's break into his house and hack his computer and Ava's like not all of us can afford to be charged which yeah I wonder what made Ava say that to her I mean it's a thing that I say to my white friends all the time. <laughs> I actually sit down my street. Someone had a, a Blue Lives Matters, um, All Lives Matters kind of like sign somewhere. And I like told my white friend, I was like, I was like, girl, I need you to come over and put my Black Lives Matter sticker on top of it. Cause like, I need your white privilege. I was like, I can't be doing that in my neighborhood. They're all white. Like, I can't. <laughs> like, I don't.
0: <laughs> yeah. It just, but uh, Ava wasn't joking. You know what I mean? Like, um, She was, like, uh, frustrated with it. Ava is generally frustrated with Mylene's privilege. It really is interesting that it's so early on because Mm -hmm. a couple more episodes before it really starts to come to the surface. Yeah. But it's really something that's been festering within Ava for a while.
1: Yes, um, this coupled with something that happened in the past, I don't remember what, I had originally read this as literally cannot afford financially, um, because I thought that Mylene came from like a financially, um, not just stable, but like maybe lucrative family, but now I realize it was more about privilege, but I didn't read it that way in the beginning. Um, But these boys, like, I think... I don't know if this is, like, my own interpretation, but I think that, like, a door opened or something and, like, Fatu looked up, like, hoping it was Kumi. And then we see those boys paying attention to the group of people, or to the girls. And so she's like, hey, look at these guys paying attention to us. Um, And didn't you say, like, you was it you or someone else on twitter who was like i love the fucking confidence with the way that ava like turns around and takes off her mask and is like hey boys <laughs> i didn't
0: say anything but th- that is literally what's in my notes i was like
1: <laughs> yes babe but
0: we Take control of these boys and let them know who is the boss right now and it is you always and forever ava is my queen <laughs> yes. So I just yeah. love her. I can't, I can't explain it via every scene that Ava is in. I love her so much. She is like, I really would kill for an Ava season. I am not gonna lie.
1: I love your love of her, and I love her as well. I'm not actually frustrated with Ava. I'm frustrated with what the way Ava's character is utilized how that impacts other fans' perception. Like that's what irks me. It's hard to explain until we get there. Um so I will defend her to the death.
0: <laughs> and that's how I feel.
1: So the guys come over, they're flirting, um great a fatu to, to like be supportive of that because I would have been like, no, I do not want these guys over here. Um and then she goes I'm over such a big
0: that i really am like when i'm with my friends and dudes come around i get so fucking annoyed not that i've been out to a bar in a while but you know i um just like don't like it i think they're all gross you know yeah
1: (laughs) good for fatu to be supportive you and i would have been like "Mm -mm, boys mm -mm, no mm, get go away um but then fatu ends up going up to the bar i think to like pay her tab or get a drink i don't know what but you see her struggling with the money Um, And then Mylene comes over, and they're kind of chatting, and Mylene is just, like, talking about, like, the tension with her and Ava, and Fatu's, like, listening to her, and is just like, I don't know, maybe, like, you and Ava should, like, spend some time together, like, you know, the two of y'all. And then she looks at her phone and sees that Kumi has posted an Instagram story of her and Zoe. Um, She lies and says it's her brother and decides to leave. And fucking the song that plays, Heartaches and Chest Pains, like, ugh!
0: (laughs) That song plays, like, and we see her body language shift. Yeah. I feel like when you see Fatu paying and struggling to pay the guy mm-hmm. in season five, you wouldn't really know that Fatu is struggling. You know, yeah. she's gotten really good at hiding it with people. And so I think it's something that I really enjoy about the show is, like, perspective mm-hmm. matters for people. Yes, It does. It- and their struggles you know because so much of people's struggles are internalized and that's something that in like current culture that bothers me a little bit like we're so quick to pass judgment and want immediate resolution for things that make us uncomfortable without giving people a moment to like process things you know mm-hmm. because like through fatu you're seeing like how much she's had to adapt in her life to get by yeah because without saying anything to people like the people in her life she's what 16 17 in the show nobody in her life knows how much she struggles with math mm-hmm. like they have they know she doesn't like it but they don't really understand how hard it is for her because she's just learned to live with it you know what i mean and i think it's a really powerful story that they tell with her
1: Well, yeah, I think that's really important because, like, you're – the only perspective and experience that you truly know is your own, you know? So, like, how do you know that a thing isn't, like, you know, quote-unquote normal when it's all that you know? And, like, I was – I told this to someone. I was like, you know, I, like, sometimes tell stories about my life to people. And then I see their reaction. I'm like, oh, is that not normal? Is that not not a normal experience? My bad. That was my life. (laughs) Like, I don't know any different. And I think, like, that for Fatu is just, like – is this not how everyone experiences time and space and money, like in numbers?
0: You can make analysis to like heteronormativity and like growing up in this culture and trying to figure out what your sexuality is because you're, you know, raised in this straight world. But like, we don't see that with Fatou. Like, she mm-hmm. knows who she is, she's accepted her sexuality. Um, but that doesn't mean that she's had didn't have to alter things about herself to operate within the world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's like a twist on the typical story where, and I'm not saying I don't like these stories still because I do. And I think they're important, but I, it's nice to see like these layered approaches mm-hmm. to sapphic characters.
1: Yeah. All right. So she ends up going home and now it is Thursday, 724. And Can we please pause and talk about
0: how pretty Fatu looks on New Year's Eve? Like her blue hair?
1: Oh my God. Everything is so cute. Oh my God. Everything. Her fucking hair, her fucking makeup, her fucking dress. Just everything.
0: (laughs) Just like style on point for New Year's Eve.
1: Oh, my God. I don't think that you can see it in the clips, but there are, like, photos on the social media of, like, her shoes. And you know how I am about, like, the mix between butch femme looks. So, like, her wearing that dress with, like, um, fuck, was she wearing, like, Timberlands? I just, like, i like, yes, yes, mix the mask and the femme. I love it.
0: <laughs> I do, too. I do, too. I just love her.
1: So um yeah they're um at this um they're at this uh, New Year's Eve party or dinner um so it is the Cash Queens plus Zoe and Finn and Josh and Yara do you know that Yara is Josh's best friend like do you who know the that fucking Yara I've been trying to figure this bitch out forever because
0: she's barely in the show and I'm like who are you you're not in this group you're not in that group I don't know anything about you
1: oh my God Katie oh my God Katie this is so much fun for me yes Yara is like a blip in season five and six, but the amount of love fans have for her is so strong look okay. i really
0: have no clue who this woman is it's like her and finn i'm like who the fuck are you where did you come from
1: i don't know who you are look i cannot speak for the rest of fans as to why they love her but i can tell you why i love her so season five <laughs> do you remember the dance scene um with Kumi and where fatu's just like staring at her yes. there is this moment uh, I, the the how could i forget that <laughs> Okay, just remember that. In there, there is a point in which Yara, I think, looks over at Nora, because, like, Nora's, like, struggling to keep up with the dance, I think. And she looks over at her, but the look she gives her fucking reads gay as shit to me. And I was like, hey um and then also i so i there is a social media post i don't remember who did it but there is of them at the new year's eve where fatu is dancing and she's like kind of shaking her ass like with yara so like people thought that yara might come between her and kumi for a little while so um
0: oh shit yeah there's a whole other side
1: of it good to know so anyways um yara is josh's best friend and we love her even though she doesn't have a lot like a lot to say in the show uh they're playing games and then you see zoe on her phone and she's got a message from kumi who is like i guess struggling to pick her out her outfit and so he's just like dude what the fuck like you have a shit ton of like clothing like why can't you make this decision
0: I'm like, hello. She has a crush and she can't decide what to wear because Zoe then is like, Kumi really wanted to come here. Why would you want to be there specifically for New Year's Eve, Kumi? I just like could not figure it out.
1: Yeah I had this like revelation so okay so like that happens with like you not being able to choose her outfit then they start talking about resolutions and like Zoe is basically like hey I know I was shit last season I mean last year let me be a better person now I'm working on it and then they go around saying theirs. I think like I think Ava's is like to get a boy my is to become financially independent from her fam um they ask um Fatu and she like pauses for a minute. Um and foreshadowing, she's like, I don't know, for us to stay together. And Ava's like, Oh, chibi, like, why would that not happen? Mm. <laughs> mm. But when Zoe looks at her phone again, she's like, Oh, like Ismail Ismael and Constantine. I have such a hard time with his name because I want to say Ismael, like in Spanish. Um, but oh. anyways, um, Ismael and Constantine apparently are going to come over to the flat. And Ava was like, I thought you were going out. And like, I don't know why it suddenly hit me. And I was like, wait, did Kimi find out that Zoe had them over for dinner? And was like, Constantine, Ismael, we are no longer going out with Zoe and Finn, like we had originally planned. We're all fucking going there because I need to see Fatu. Is that what happened? Was Kimi like oh.
0: Well, Cumi decided, like, they're a click, right? So Cumi is like, I'm going there. So they're like, I guess we're going with you. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm pretty positive that's what happened. Oh, I should just change all the, the girls. I will not accept anything else. You guys can tell me whatever the writers tell you or whatever. I don't care. <laughs> this is what I think happened, and that is what happened.
1: I, I'm with you. So, yeah, that's that's just the truth. So, then we move in to Friday, 1.03 a.m., and they're dancing, having fun, and fuck, they're so close to each other. I'm like, just get a little bit closer. Just get a little bit closer and dance with each other. Listen, <laughs> she knows
0: her strengths as a dancer. Oh, yeah. And she
1: is really playing that up on purpose,
0: as she should, as she should.
1: Oh, God. So, I just I can't handle it. Um. And then like Constantine is like talking to Nora, Josh is like annoyed about it and like getting drunk. Um Fatu tries to like slow him down and um, and she's like looking at Ava. Also,
0: before we go, I have to say this is why I just love this actress because she's so expressive. Like even while she's dancing next to Kumi, you see like the wheels turning in her head like trying to figure out What's going on? Like, what she should think about it? Is she thinking too much about it? You know, like, you see all of that going on in her head. And yeah. I love that.
1: Oh, uh, yes. Her fucking face is just so great. The lesser
0: actress would just be fucking dancing right there. Okay? And she's not.
1: <laughs> yeah, she definitely has a look on her face while she's dancing. And then she's, like, looking for Ava and, like, can't find her. And then she, like, ends up on a bench. And Ismael comes over. <laughs> And I'm just like, I don't really know what his motivation was because he's like, he comes over and he's like, oh. Wait a second.
0: Can you inform me what the fucking deal is with this Constantine uh, Nora drama? Like, what is this? What is going on?
1: I don't know that even the social media, at least not the social media that I recall, really indicates what it is beyond the fact that, like, he is, like, calling nora and like texting nora like he's reaching out to nora and then like later on um you won't see like you won't know about this because it is all through text but like it looks as if though connie is like parting really hard with some other people and just like getting really fucked up and it's like he's going through some shit but they never tell us the like the 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 full like if we like, get a fucking exactly season of
0: him next i really don't
1: care that much no, I don't know that anyone wants it. That's not true. There are some weirdos. Sorry, guys. There are some weirdos <laughs> who want a Connie season. I don't and get, fuck yeah, though. fuck.
0: Like, maybe down the line, but I need to see more depth to him before mm-hmm. I'm interested in anything with him. So I guess the point is that he is like, he seems to be like the issue, right? Like, yeah. Ishmael and qmi are like evolving and he is not.
1: Yes, that is how I feel. Yes. So what exactly has happened for him that he is like reaching out to Nora? I'm not certain, but he is like calling her in the middle of the night, texting her, trying to talk to her at New Year's. Um... So yeah, so Josh is not feeling it, which is understandable. And um, so yeah, so when Fatu is sitting at a bench, Ismail comes over to talk to her, and I just like think it's really funny because he's just like, "Here, hold my shit." Um, hi, blah blah blah. Awkward. Like, I think he says boring, and then like leaves. And I was like, "What the fuck was this interaction?"
0: No, I love this whole interaction because. Oh my I god, feel tell like me why. Maybe it's like my own theory that's way off base, but I feel like Ismail is non-binary or genderqueer or something along those lines and like she is like fatu that's like very comfortable with herself and like a very content person you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i think there's something about her that they're drawn to you know what i mean okay it's something that sticks out to me like even later on fatu goes to the party with the instas like i just there seems to be this like Ishmael is drawn to Fatu in some sort of capacity and I like felt like that's what was going on in this moment like Ishmael was looking for a connection with someone and Fatu is so real and genuine that mm-hmm. they like
1: crave that interaction well I think that that is a lovely um assessment I just I mean it could all be bullshit but that's, just, <laughs> that's what I got from it yeah. I can I can I can accept that. Um, I don't think that's how I read it. I I think that I just kind of read it just like maybe sim maybe similarly-ish, but like very lighter, where I'm just like, he's interested in developing a relationship with Fatu, but also doesn't really know how to make it happen. And so then um Fatu ends up seeing Ava making out with Is it Mark?
0: Um, hold on. What's really important here is that is a it cover up uh- a cover of the thong song is playing in the background and i just feel like it's really important to recognize how much i love that
1: yes how could i forget that song because as i was watching this for the first time and that fucking cover starts playing i was just like is this is this is this a thong song is this a thong song (laughs) and then me too. I
0: was like, is this a thong song? As like the subtitles the thong song like is on my screen. <laughs> Honestly, how else would you want to bring in a new year?
1: Um, I fucking loved it and I was like, never knew that I needed a fucking cover like this, but apparently I love it.
0: I am going to like I'm going to uh download that song and unironically play it for all of my friends and just be like, oh, I love this song. I it's like <laughs> really my vibe right now and just like (laughs) play the cover of the song song oh I love it and then Ava is getting it with this dude and I am so here for it (laughs) yes Ava
1: yes I'm very happy for her so from what I've experienced and have heard so Druck does not translate languages that are not German um because it's supposed to be from Fatu's point of view so when Qmi is talking on the phone in Vietnamese um we don't get captions for what it is because Fatu doesn't know what she's talking about but from what i've gathered from twitter i believe that on one of nyungi's tiktok lives she talked about what she talked about which seems to be something that happened with her parents and the police i think that that is true If I'm wrong, people can correct me. Okay, what about her parents and the police? Well, she couldn't say a ton because, like, she couldn't, like, you know, spoil things. I don't know if it's something that got cut or if it's something they want to explore in another season. But we never fucking find out, Katie. Never fucking find out, even in, like, text messages. There's no Vietnamese fan that's translated it? Well, no, I think that, like, I think it's just, like, something like, like... I don't know, like, okay, dad, go to the police or, you know, how's the police oh, station? Oh, so we,
0: or... we just don't have enough context to really exactly. know what
1: it's about. Exactly.
0: Oh, oh, fucking hell. Now I'm yeah. curious.
1: Yeah. I know. Everyone kept waiting to know what was going to happen with that. And nothing did. So, yeah, she's on the phone. She hangs up. She sees Fatu trying to light the firework. And just Fatu is just so fucking cute. <laughs> just, like, trying to, like, get this firework in a bottle. And, um... <laughs> Fatu's just like, uh, hi, Kumi, <laughs> how are you? Is everything okay? I
0: just loved that Kumi is, like, obviously frustrated, like, talking to her, mm-hmm. as you do as a teenager, like, like you're, like, fucking hell, mom, <laughs> like, I'm trying to be cool with my friends right now, you know? <laughs> um, and so, um, I just love that, like, Kumi is, like, so, like, frustrated about looking, like, fly as hell, and Fatu's there just, like, admiring her, <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. And then what fucking... Okay. So Faji's like do you want to light this with me? And then she's like sure if this like works, whatever. So then Faji's like trying to light it with her lighter and it's like not going. What the fuck kind of lighter does Kimmy have? That like little gonna, like, like say,
0: torch? Kimmy just pulls out a fucking blow torch
1: <laughs> out of her bag? <laughs> Who carries one of those? She's like girl that's not gonna work. I got you. She's like let me light it up.
0: She's like using that Bunsen burner on a regular <laughs> like... Why do you have a fucking blowtorch?
1: You know what? She does it to fucking impress girls because like that should impress me. But then after they light it, Cumi's like, come here, like to pull her to safety. And I was just like, mm, trying to get that physical touch in where you can. Grab that <laughs> hand. Girl, yep. we see you. <laughs> and then she, uh, you know, they're chatting or like they're looking at each other. And she tells her, she's like, by the way, you look really good very butch, or, like, really butch. And then, like, Faji just, like, dies of laughter because Kumi used the wrong word, and it's, like, cute. But then Kumi's, like, embarrassed, and then Faji's like, no, 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 no you're good, you're good, you're good, you're good. I No, you didn't do it wrong. Um And I just think it's precious that she tries to, like, you know, make her She's, feel better. She goes, like,
0: and this is a mean reference, this is what I would do. She's like, um, it's cute you try to research things, it's very Scorpio of you. And I was like, oh look at you you're letting that crush slip out a little bit mm-hmm. and um kumi like picks up on it and is like oh so you know my zodiac sign yeah and
1: girl the tension <laughs> is um, like
0: delicious right here
1: i love it too because like kumi's just like it's like she's excited about it she's like you know my zodiac sign like she's flattered and like and Fachi's over here, like, oh shit, you saw what a fucking creep I am. Sorry, don't mean to be that creepy. It's not, and she's like a stuttering fucking mess. And she just like stops talking. <laughs> I just thought it was so precious.
0: Yeah. And I thought it was good and like clever to like reference back to their previous conversations. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So then, um, Kumi is like completely unfazed by this and is like, I don't really know anything about astrology, but I like astronomy. Um and then she talks about like wanting to, you know, go live on Mars and alone. And Fachi's like, isn't that really like uninhabitable? And then Kumi does like that little like that little face and she like looks at her and she's like, that's why we have to research. I don't know what exactly happens next that causes, like, like the silence, but there's, like, a little silent moment, and then that's when she notices the gum in her hair. <laughs> oh, and she is so mortified, the poor girl, and I probably would be, too, but Fatu
0: is just, like, precious as ever and offers mm-hmm. to help her get it out.
1: Yeah, so she's, like, she's, like, mm, you know, my brother, She's used to shit in my hair all the time. I got you. She's, like, helping her, and then Kumi just, like, grabs her fucking chin and is just kisses her. And it is a beautiful-ass kiss with that fucking firework in the background. I love it.
0: So, like, leading up to this interaction, we see Fatu, like, going through the fog, you know? Like, everything is smoky and not Mm -hmm. clear, and she can't see anything clearly. And then, like, we have this interaction, and it's still, like, dark and smoky, but, like, when they kiss, like, it's light. You know what I mean? And so it's, like showing the significance on like the light this relationship provides to fatu um and so i just like really appreciated that like visual representation of their relationship like building up to this kiss that is quality television right there and then Fatu's been a is about the kiss and she looks up at the moon I just found that to be like a very subtle but specific reference to their like space universe I
1: didn't even notice she looked at the moon I just remember her being like what the fuck happened
0: they specifically show her looking up to the moon which I think is really interesting how Kumi says earlier in that conversation that she wants to go live on Mars but earlier on like Fatu talks about wanting to live on the moon
1: Uh. (laughs) very quality intentional storytelling oh god I didn't even pay attention to the fact that she stared at the moon and now I have even more feelings about this oh my god well I'm gonna go from really cool and insightful and you know poignant (laughs) commentary to stupid shit (laughs) because that's what I do (laughs) we need a little bit of both in our life what's wrong with that (laughs) the song wait hold on hold on. no let me back up okay just a couple of things that i also really love about the kiss i love the way that kumi smiles into it yes like, oh just my god i love when a girl joy. smiles into a kiss give me more of that <laughs> it's so sexy oh it made me really happy because like it, ugh, it just really shows like how much i, I how much I she wanted it about this I just I feel as if though a lot of times when it comes to sapphic relationships, they're very under sexualized where you would never know they're dating or they're hypersexualized And I just really enjoy this depiction of just natural, you know, attraction where it's just like, yeah, she fucking wants to make out with her. And yeah, it's a fucking good time. And she's having fun. And it's like it is sexy, but it's not over the top. And it's, you know, like, I just I appreciate also, that.
0: I think if this is something that you've wanted for a long time, like you would
1: feel joy about it. And I like to see mm-hmm. that like actually manifest, you know. So I like the smile. I like the little, I like the way their noses graze against each other. Just thing is super cute. Um, And then, okay, so now my stupid shit. A lot of people do not like the song that played during this kiss. Um, It's Machote by I don't remember who. And so I was like, why do people hate this song? So I had to go and Google the fucking lyrics. And I was like, I don't understand. Like, technically they're talking about a guy. But I like, I didn't know if Machote was like slang for something like like, I don't know, even Rontier. So I had to ask LBR um, because she's like, you know, like first language is Spanish. My, my second language is Spanish. And so I was just like, what is much with it?" and then she explained it to me and I was like, oh, OK, so it doesn't mean anything worse. It's just like people just don't like it. For OK, um, so I think that's funny. And then the other thing is um, there is this huge fan um, theory. Like, I don't know how much people believe it, but just like for funsies um, where they're just like, can we put that gum in her hair on purpose? <laughs> oh, my she, like, God. No, she did it. No, <laughs> so
0: mortified by that. But I love fans joking about it because that is something like you would joke with a friend after like, oh, did you put that gum in your hair on purpose? You know what I mean? So I really love that reaction. But I do not seriously believe that's what happened.
1: All right. So that is, yeah, that's episode three, Supernova. (laughs) Which
0: the name of the episode is Supernova. And then at the end, the kiss. Is the world's colliding like it's very intentional? The writing in the show, I'm telling you, everything is so intentional.
1: Yeah. Oh, yes, it is, and it's really good. What's the name
0: of episode four?
1: The name of episode four, which is also the name of the last clip of this episode, is You Are Fake. You are fake, fake. Yeah, Ooh, okay. Um, <laughs> oh my god, I'm just cr- and now I'm just like, dubist fake QM. <laughs> like I'm just dying. Oh my god. <laughs> sorry, Listen, go
0: we need to we need to pace ourselves to get there. So, um, we open with Fatu hanging with the Cash Queens collecting bottles. And she's zoned out, clearly thinking about QMI. Um, Nora's complaining about Constantine and um Says, like, he's so toxic, and then Ava just decides to jump in and say, just, like, Kumi and Zoe are toxic.
1: Wait, but before that, though, Fatu had been daydreaming about um, the kiss, and then she tries to start telling them. She's like, hey, guys, and then when Ava says the toxic thing, she drops it. And I think it's an important
0: thing that, like, Fatu has to learn, like you need to assert yourself like so much of when things start falling apart is because she just like shuts down and doesn't share what Mm -hmm. she wants to. And that like festers, you know, like keeping things inside that you want to share. And also people want to know, like just because Mm -hmm. it may have like the briefest amounts of conflict doesn't mean that you shouldn't share what, you want to say you know what i mean and so i think this is kind of yeah. laying the groundwork for even the frustrations that her and ava go through
1: <sighs> communication is important yo, and it's fucking difficult yeah nora mentions that
0: uh ishmael said something on New year's eve about selling a tortoise do they not know that she has this tortoise yet um i honestly I don't remember
1: from the social media bits. I don't don't remember. I don't know.
0: Felt like they didn't know she had the tortoise there.
1: I don't fucking know. I don't remember. And then
0: Ava mentions about how Mylene set her up on a date with a guy named Mark. Uh, So she's already on her way to achieving her New Year's resolution. And that's (laughs) how you accomplish your goals in life, kids.
1: (laughs) Also, was the gum on that wine bottle the gum from the kiss? There's gum on a wine bottle and I was like, is that is that like the QMI hair gum? It's unimportant, but I was curious. But
0: then I thought it was cute that Fatu sent a picture of her blowing gum because like that is what led to the kiss, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Did you know did you notice the timestamp? Um, because she sent that text to Cumi on Friday, so the day prior. Um and so now it's Saturday and Kumi still hasn't said shit.
0: And then we have, like, her kind of debating about whether she should say something else, but she ultimately doesn't. And, I mean, Kimi has really left our girl in an
1: awkward spot here. <laughs> um, yup. <laughs> Definitely some
0: mixed messages that you're sending, babe. Um, and then we have... Do you want me to tell you
1: the days? I mean,
0: you can. I have this one. I know this is Monday now. Yeah kimi is over with constantine looking the epitome of put together on the outside and fatu is just like looking at her with heart eyes hanging out with the cash queens and i'm just like like,
1: look at me look at me like she's just like trying to get her to look over she's like
0: willing uh, kimi to do something you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but then all the cash queens are called to like the principal's office i'm assuming like as it's happening, Fatu is still just looking at Kumi with hard eyes. I'm like, you just got called to the principal's office.
1: Well, and Kumi looks looks over at her too, which also says to me that even though Kumi was talking to Constantine and like not paying attention to her, she was acutely fucking aware of Fatu because the minute she hears her fucking name called for the principal, she's like, oh, what happened to my girl? Like she looks over at her.
0: Yes. Definitely.
1: Basically, they've
0: been found out that they shared the bio answers and they can get expelled for this. And the, the principal's basically like, you do know that teachers have access to the Internet as well.
1: Oh, my God. I know. Oh. So, I mean, Mylene does do what she says she was going to do, which is to say, like, I will take full responsibility. But, like, the teacher says what the girl said to her, which is, this is a group account. Like, y'all are the group, so y'all are getting in trouble. And Ava is freaking the fuck out about the possibility of being expelled. I mean, rightfully so. All the girls are kind of
0: trying to figure out what happened. And even then, like, it's not as weighing as heavy on Fatu as Kumi hasn't texted her back yet.
1: Yeah, I was like, fatu, what? what is the thought process that is happening right now where you just, like, were staring at her? She didn't pay attention to you until you got called to the principal's office. You're about to get expelled. And you're like, hey, want to meet up? Like, what was the thought process there? Like, I don't get it. I mean, I support it. I just don't get it.
0: To put myself in her shoes, like, they didn't just, like, have that kit like they had a really good kiss obviously and then i think too like they're like texting communication like fatu is like craving that cumi, you know what i mean like she knows it exists and is trying to figure out how to find it and so i think that is what is most prominent in her her brain like as she's trying to process this is like how to find that kumi and she's not as preoccupied on like what QMI is actually presenting at the moment
1: and she doesn't give a shit that she's about to be expelled i mean all right this is this is teenage heartache okay this is how it
0: is <laughs> and so she Look, then, I only
1: dated boys and a teenager so i don't get it back then
0: uh and she texts kumi again and asks her to meet up and i just like mm-hmm. she is constantly trying to put herself out there for kumi and it is like very brave honestly
1: oh so brave so courageous and she just carries that on And then
0: uh, Fatu is at work, and I love this moment because we see that she's clearly good at her job, and she is invested in caring for these animals and is good at it, and Mylene is there observing her, and... I love this cute little moment where they're, like, talking to each other through the fish and giving them
1: voices. So I don't know if this is intentional, and I wonder if you think that it is, because I know that there's, like, the symbolism with the tortoise and the axolotl. But while they're doing this whole, like, talking for the fish thing, um, I think Fatu says that fish are full of hidden intelligence. Um, And it just really hit me because, like you know, Fatu struggles with math and, like, all these types of things, but apparently she was really good at English, and she seems to be really good with, like, social interactions and, you know, like, building connections and, like, being connected to people, and I was just like, oh, is this, like, a symbolism for, like, how Fatu has hidden intelligence that maybe people don't value on the the surface?
0: Oh, totally. I think that's a very valid um, analysis, and I think it's just very... Important just in the context of this scene. Like, look at how good she is for caring for the animals and like a, a giant part of her job. But in the end, all her boss cares about is working the cash register.
1: Oh, she irritated the shit out of me when she's just like, Mylene's gonna, you know, could teach you a thing or two kind of thing to, to fought to. I have
0: like really, really complicated feelings about Mylene as a character because like Mm -hmm. she's like kind of good in these moments with Fatu like she makes sure to kind of like stand up for Fatu and compliment her and say like oh she's gonna have to teach me some things like look how good she is at this you know what I mean and that's important when someone is putting you down to have a friend that's going to like stick up for you like that
1: Yeah. I mean, if I want to give Mylene credit, I can say that she did that with the intention of crediting Fatu. If I want to be dismissive, I could say that she was just being like, you know, it's like, oh, geez, that's only one thing that I know how to do. There's so much to do. Like, wasn't necessarily considering Fatu. Um, so I don't know how much credit I give her. Um, but I do appreciate, nonetheless. I
0: give her credit because I think she, you know, picked up when Fatu was struggling, like paying her tab earlier, and picked up the tab for her, like with the cash register thing. She made sure to like mm-hmm. play up that Fatu was good at other things. Like I choose to read that with good intentions.
1: I do later on. I don't know about here.
0: Mylene and Fatu are walking home, and My Mylene notices that Fatu's is acting weird she assumes that's because of their old cheating scandal and says again that she went back to the teacher to try to take the fall for it and and Fati's like no I don't really care about that <laughs> uh, that's not what is on my mind right now uh, yeah. she says that um Kimi kissed her on New Year's Eve but she hasn't texted her back and then I really enjoyed the fact that the first thing Mylene says is like what does Ava think about this
1: well, yeah, because they're besties and they would she would expect her to have told Ava. And I just like, ugh. I, OK, I thought it was really insightful of uh, Fachu to say, like, well, Ava thinks that uh, Kumi is shitty and I'm worried that she's right. Like, that's really insightful to be able to acknowledge that part of your fear is that a person you want to believe good of is actually maybe shit like your friend is telling you they are.
0: Yeah, and I think that's why it gets harder and harder for Fatu to confide in Ava, because, you know, she initially Mm -hmm. was, and then Ava kind of said something negative about Kumi, and I don't think Fatu really wanted to accept that yet. Like, Fatu is still kind of wanting things to work out the way she wants them to. And so... Of course, yeah. have someone that is going to shut it down and say, she's not treating you right is not what she wants to hear yet.
1: I would agree. I think that, I mean, I think it's it's a mix of things. Is one, she has these fears and she doesn't want to go to someone who's going to correctly, like, tell her, like, hey, you just, I mean, like, you deserve better. Like, you deserve someone who's going to fucking respond to your text message. But also, she doesn't want the judgment like I don't know I think that she doesn't want to be told that she's in the wrong like she wants someone who's enthusiastic but her friend is trying to look out for her and so yeah she ends up telling she ends up confiding in Mylene. Mylene is not
0: helpful like she has no advice for her and says like I'm bad at love I don't know what to tell you <laughs> but she was like I'm bad at love too I fall too hard and too fast for people and I think that is kind of it's honestly the reason that this relationship works out in the end uh because (laughs) you know she even has this insight to kumi where she's like i think she's just scared like the talks that we've had have to mean something right like i've connected with her that can't be for nothing and Mylene tries to reassure her i don't know how good she is at it but she tries after that
1: well, I thought that Mylene said something that was important where she said, Fatu says that she falls in love hardcore. And then Mylene says, well, I think it's important to talk. And I like, one, I'm laughing because that's the fucking issue throughout the entire season for fucking everyone. Um, But then that's when Fatu says, I think that she's scared. Like when it's just the two of us, she does talk. and doesn't that count? And I think that that, I don't know. I just really like that. And then Mylene tried, yeah, tries to reassure her. And she's like, of course. And, again, I do. I think that's really insightful of Fatu to be able to recognize that, like, I mean, one, it could be insightful. Two, it could be really naive. Because, like, I also, I know a lot of people are just like, but they're different when they're with me. <laughs> when it's just the two of us. like, well, yeah, that's shame. Like, it's not good. Yeah, um, it
0: depends. Like, and this is what I mean where, like, perspective matters for characters. And we're only privy to Fatu's perspective. You know what I mean? And... So it is hard to read what Kumi's intentions are right now. I think even probably as an audience, like, you don't know where she's coming from. Because sometimes it can be someone playing with your feelings. And sometimes people just don't know how to express themselves. You know what I mean? So it is
1: complicated. But I have to say about Kumi, like, I spent so long not having faith in her. Like, it took me so long to finally be like, oh, shit, she's like, not a shitty person like i really believe that she was shit for a real long time
0: (laughs) see i didn't only because i really love characters like kumi like i'm naturally drawn to like this like these bitchy exterior characters and so i just always knew there was more depth to her that we were going to get at some point
1: i don't know i don't know why i didn't have that faith because like I always love the asshole characters and that there's more to them, but for, I don't know what it was about Kumi. Like I did not trust, like I did not trust that I was going to get that. I don't know if it's because I've never watched Druck. I don't know what it was, but like I just kept waiting for her to prove me right and she just kept proving me wrong. And I mean that's, you know, the better thing.
0: And then we're at the school, and Fatu walks by Kumi in the hallway, and Kumi was just going to walk past her. Like,
1: Kumi, this is where I was like, Kumi, like, come on. Oh, I thought she didn't even notice her. Like, I thought she was just so preoccupied with her phone. Oh,
0: I thought she was preoccupied with her phone to avoid Fatu.
1: Ooh, interesting. I'm curious as to other people's thoughts. Um, But Fatu... Ever the Brave
0: One stops her and asks her if she got her messages. And Yumi looks so uncomfortable with this confrontation and uses her, like, phone call with Zoe in a training as an out and says that she'll text her later. And poor Fatu is
1: so upset. And she has every right to be. I cannot believe that Fatu stopped her. And asked her if she saw the text messages. Girl, you saw the two check marks. She got them. She's not responding. Like, I just cannot believe her. I love that Fatu believes in
0: q so much that she confronts her here. Because I do not have the same faith in people. Or maybe I just, like, have high embarrassment levels. So <laughs> I would just be like, well, it's over.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I would have never said anything. I'd be Like, all right, well, fine. Fuck you. Like, it just be done but you know Fatu falls in love hardcore and she goes for it and then like fucking Kumi answers Zoe's phone call and is just like have training bye and she says she'll text later but she fucking doesn't
0: um and then Fatu walks into this like closet and we find out That the whole class has to retake the exam because they all cheated. And um, to keep from being suspended, the cash queens have to like sort through this closet of junk, essentially. And then we have uh, Fatu at home and she's checking her texts again and she still has nothing from Kumi.
1: And so it is now Thursday. It is almost a full fucking week and Kumi still hasn't said shit.
0: Like, you clearly wanted this kiss, Kumi. Like, I really, the only thing I wish we got more of in the season is more about Kumi's perspective after this kiss, where she's like completely shuts down Fatu. You know what I mean? This is my interpretation of her character. Like, she just, it felt, it was like too real after the kiss for her, and she wasn't sure Mm -hmm. how to process like a relationship like that maybe because she's never felt that way or she's never experienced something like that before I don't know these are all assumptions
1: yeah I mean later on in the next episode from what she says it sounds as if though this week was a bit of her own hell week Um, and I think that people have decided that it has something to do with like the police and potentially the teacher um, in addition to her own insecurities around how to respond to Fatu. So I really wish that we also had more insight into it because clearly she's interested and clearly she wants something to happen. Especially when she's reacting to the ramifications of her choices. So it would it would be really nice to know a little bit more as to why she just didn't fucking say something.
0: Yeah. But then, you know, Fatu's here like looking up how to take care of this tortoise. And she tells Ishmael that she doesn't feel good about the spire situation and they say that they're trying and Fatu like really loves this little tortoise and I think it's like super cute how like invested she is in this tortoise and I was obsessed with the idea of getting a tortoise when I was in high school. And so, really? I never did. <laughs> but I really wanted <laughs> one. Um, and so I just kind of love this little bit with her and the tortoise. <laughs> um, and then Ishmael sends a pick with Kumi. What are you doing, Ishmael? I truly feel like Kumi was like talking to Ishmael about her feelings towards uh-huh. to And so Ishmael was like, here you go. Like, I'm going to speed this along a little bit and try to get this going. Like, I do think that's what happened.
1: I mean, I definitely tweeted something where I was just like, uh, Ishmael was just like, these bitches are too fucking slow. Like, let me help this speed this shit along. But genuinely, why? I don't know. I said that in jest. Maybe it's. Accurate, I don't know. And then poor Fatu
0: is so lovesick. She like zooms in on Kimi.
1: Oh uh, like, the gay zoom. Ignoring
0: you. Like
1: <laughs> Zooming in on your gay love interest. I zoom in on my gay ships so
0: I can relate. <laughs> um, and then Ava texts Fatu about what seems to be a Black Lives Matter vigil that she was at and says that she wish- yeah. wishes that Fatih was there with her. And then, Kimi, like, what is she doing? Did she text her this picture of this cat or did she post this cat? Like, what happened with the cat?
1: She texted, she texted her a GIF of a cat just saying... Rarp, rarp. Like, what the Small fuck, pause. Kimi? Like, what was that? <laughs> She couldn't find the words, Katie. She couldn't find words. But you know what's easy? Gifts. <laughs> if someone ghosted me and they sent me a
0: fucking picture of a cat GIF. No, you're not into it? No. <laughs> I was like, "Cute me. Like, how do you remotely think this is going to go
1: over? Well, I don't think that she... Oh, God, I don't think that she did because she fucking tries to type. And then she just quits. I think she fucking knew that she didn't know what... Ugh. Oh my god damn it kill me just say hello so then we go
0: to the next morning with fatu at school with ava and mylene and it's so awkward between the three of them this is when you start to figure out that something is going on between mylene and ava we don't fully mm-hmm. know the details of that yet there's this tension going on with them and then to cut Mm -hmm. that tension fatu decides to talk about tortoise hibernation and putting her tortoise in (laughs) the refrigerator and
1: i just really appreciated that moment it was really humorous the way they did it where she's like do you know how hard it is to lower a tortoise's temperature is it not going to freeze i just loved everything about that interaction i thought it was hilarious
0: Nora shows up, and she overheard in the bathroom people talking about Fatu and Kumi kissing on New Year's
1: Eve.
0: And she thinks it's a fun little joke, and so does Ava, until they see the look on Fatu's face.
1: I am so offended that they're all fucking laughing. Y'all know she's got a crush on Kumi. Why are we laughing? Either one, it's true, or two, it would hurt her that you're laughing at it. Well, I think they're laughing because they feel like they would know. I'm certain that's why they're laughing. I still don't think they should be laughing.
0: (laughs) I guess. I didn't think too much about it because I was, like, so concerned because, like, Ava's going to be so upset she doesn't know about
1: this. (laughs) 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 You're too busy being concerned about Ava, and I'm too busy being concerned about Fatu. I was very concerned. I
0: was like, Ava's going to be devastated that she doesn't know about this. And then the double-edged sword she finds out that Mylene knew before her which like really really makes her upset and Ava leaves and Fatu chases after her this is obviously very layered for Ava at the moment because Fatu is her best friend and she wants Fatu to confide in her and also she's just like had this moment which we find out later with Mylene where she feels like Mylene doesn't understand her and doesn't understand like what she's going through. And so for someone that she feels like doesn't understand her and that she can relate to and fought to to not confide in her and to confide then in the person she's struggling with instead. I think that really hurts her.
1: Yeah. I was going to say like, I mean, regardless of the underlying tension that Ava is feeling towards Mylene Period. You're my bestie. You fucking tell me first. Like, please. Stupid. Does not matter. But, like, we're best friends. I get dibs on everything. I come first. (laughs) So I get it. I get why she's offended. And also, like, exactly. Complex emotions. One, she doesn't want this to be happening between Fatu and Kumi because she doesn't like Kumi. But that doesn't mean that she doesn't want to, you know, know shit from her bestie. Exactly. Kumi's with Constantine and Ishmael and Finn,
0: And Constantine is just being a dick and saying nasty shit about Fatu and is, like, saying she's, like, a stoner with no brains or something like that. And then Kumi plays it down and says it was, like, nothing.
1: Well, I mean, first off, like, he, like, we hear Kumi tell him, like, you don't need to know everything. And he's like, are you embarrassed? And she tells him to shut up. And then she's like, like, you guys haven't, like, been flirting with anyone. And he's like, I'd rather flirt with nobody than flirt with someone who has brain damage from all the weed she smoked. And then Kumi says, it was just a stupid New Year's kiss. Chill. And I fucking, oh, it all hurts because Fatu is just, like, overhearing all of this. And see, Um, like, it's horrible. Like, I am not saying it's not horrible what
0: Fatu overhears, but, like. Like, trying to understand why Kimi's saying this, and this is, like, part of the pressures that come from a character like Kimi. Like, I just think she doesn't want to get into, like, her complex emotions with fucking Constantine, of all people. You know what I mean? Like, I think, really, she's like, I do not want to have this conversation with you. I'm just trying to say this stuff to end this conversation. Because you are not going to be privy to these, like, very real feelings that I'm having with the way you're acting.
1: Yeah, I 100% agree. I absolutely believe that Kumi did not want to have this conversation with Constantine. He wasn't dropping it. She said what she needed to say to get him to leave it alone. Unfortunately, Fatu overheard. I mean, fortunately, because I mean, this is the catalyst to getting Kumi to fucking do shit. Kumi sees that
0: Fatu has heard what she said, and Fatu, like, goes to leave without saying anything mm-hmm. but then she like turns around and stands up for herself and says you know I always defended you and said you were different and I can't believe how fake you are me. and <sighs> she cries and walks away and breaks my heart because she's like been denying this part of QME for so long and then she's like slapped in the face with it
1: and you like
0: see the heartbreak
1: I love the way the song plays and then you hear that like white noise scratch happen when Fatu's like nah fuck I'm gonna say it and she turns around and I'm just like girl you're fucking bravery like I love it where you're just like Mm-mm. and she's like you know what I fucking protected you I thought you were different and you're so fucking fake and she says that so like you know, like direct so upset and she holds some tears in until she turns around. And I'm just like, "Mm." I love her and I feel for her. And like the way Kumi just like stares, like, I don't know if that was the moment where I was like, Oh no, fuck. Like she really does like her. Like she regrets that shit so bad.
0: You know, you see these moments where she like doesn't always stick up for herself or speak up when she should speak up and, but she's Mm -hmm. not necessarily a passive person either. Like when things happen, she can be very brave and she can be willing to stand up for herself. And I just like feel like that's who we are as people. Like we're very complex. Like, there are some mm-hmm. moments where like I don't speak up when I know I should have and there's some moments where I don't shut the fuck up when I should shut up. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I just feel like it's a fully realized character that we're getting to see and I really appreciate that about her
1: yeah I really do because I think that sometimes shows will show us two sides of a character but they don't they don't make it meld properly yeah, and so it feels like someone is out of character and that isn't to say that what person only can react to situations in one way because no one does we are complex fucking human beings but it's really important to be able to show how that person can exhibit both of those types of behaviors and i think they do it well with fatu
0: and getting to like have that in a character like fatu is like just a joy for me to be able to watch you know what I mean
1: uh yeah I mean yeah definitely I fucking love it
0: okay so that is our recap of episode four
1: yeah you you are so fake fake yeah dubest fake I'm pretty sure
0: so I hope you all have enjoyed us talking about another couple episodes of drunk
1: uh we enjoyed talking about it Episode three left us on such a fucking high with that kiss, and episode four leaves us on such a low. Who can't even imagine like following episode
0: four clip by clip?
1: That had to have been brutal. Dude, every fucking day of Fatu checking her fucking text message and Kumi still hasn't responded. Only to culminate in episode like clip fo- like the last clip. Whew. Please
0: subscribe to us, rate review us on itunes download our episodes you can follow us on twitter at this lesbian shit and follow us on instagram at
1: this lesbian ship yeah thanks guys we had fun and look forward to the next one bye bye this lesbian ship is intense it's a part of the frolic podcast network find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts